Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, I'll let your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on all things social media. Absolutely, man. And I am Spike Lou, can be found in these same social streets. Holla at your boy, boy. It's the number one hip hop podcast in the South. In the world, nigga, period. Yeah, ever in the history of podcasts. I'm with it. Let's yeah. roll. How you been holding up out there, man? You got your vaccine? You ready to get out of this pandemic? Um, I'm Steve Novak out here. Mm, stole that from FSP. That was a Absolutely. nice little swipe right there. Steve Novak is hilarious. Nah, it's funny as fuck, though. Uh, yeah, I'm unvaccinated as well. I'm going to stay off of that train till about next year. Shout out to the people that have gotten it and the people that they're protecting Hats off to y'all. Absolutely, man. Um, Yeah, I don't want to talk about that no more. I don't want no jinxes out here, man. Nobody want that COVID. We don't want no parts of that shit. Well, I mean, that's cool. I understand. (laughs) No part of this shit. I've had the flu. It's trash. Mm. Weak immune system ass. (laughs) Take vitamins, nigga. (laughs) Oh, man, vitamins. You think them Flintstone vitamins gonna protect oh, you from all that of that, shit. nigga? Give me all the natural supplements, man. All of that shit. <laughs> all right, Doctor Sebi. Um, <laughs> man, we gotta start the show off on a, on some slaw, real quick though. What we are talking about today, man? We got a couple things to glo- to talk about. Slime language two. Apparently, DJ Academics calls it the greatest compilation of all time. Allegedly, he may have may not have said that. Uh, Vince Staples has a real conversation with another artist about his music. And Durant says Lil Baby has taken over Drake's place in the locker room. And we're going to do, we di- around this time last year, we did a uh, kind of coronavirus effect on hip hop. Mm-hmm. So this time, now that things are opening up, we're going to do a hip hop post pandemic, man. We're going to go through some booking fees and talk about some concerts and some tours coming up. It's going to be dope. But first, on a uh, little bit of a sour note, ex-bad boy artist Black Rob passed away Saturday night uh, at 52 years young at a hospital down here in Atlanta. Uh, he passed due to a cardiac arrest, they said. Just to put a little bit of respect on Black Rob's name, man, let me give a little background. Originally from Harlem, uh, signed a bad boy early, dropped his first album in 2000. Uh, it was called Life Story, debuted at number three, eventually going plat. Uh, off the strength of the classic single, Whoa. He will release a second album on Bad Boy, but then kind of got caught up in the law. He got locked up in 04 for a robbery of a hotel, which is kind of weird. But according to um, former artist Mark Curry, who was right there by his side when he passed, Puff had been helping out financially um, with Black Rob over the years whatever that means. And he is paying for the funeral expenses too, but allegedly Black Rob died homeless. Um, so it, a, a tragic story. Um, uh, I'm sure that 30 for 30 on Black Rob is going to be crazy, but uh, nonetheless, though, too young. Yeah, man, coming off the DMX episode, this is a rough one uh, right here. And uh, rest in peace to Black Rob and uh, condolences to his family and friends. How did you take this? Like as, as far as a hip hop, what would you call him? Icon, one hit wonder. Like, what do you, how do you refer to Black Rock? It's tough because he is most known for that one single, although he did help write a bunch of shit for Puff. And he was part of one of the biggest rap labels of all time, which is Bad Boy. 
So that, that's a tough one. I, I really wasn't into Black Rob, though. I never really got into that life story. Had completely forgot he dropped the second album on Bad Boy to begin with, honestly. Uh, although that woe was super hard when it came out. And the video was tough. But I wasn't that big of a fan. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't into him like that. Even though that album is critically acclaimed. If you hear people talk about it, they people generally fuck with it. I just never got into it, though. That woe was definitely crazy. Um, it, do you notice the people like being opportunistic during deaths nowadays? Like they drunk people jumping, trying to report it first. Of course. Even with all the headlines I read in this with Black Rob, it was like Puff Daddy's former associate. And I guess they're using that for reference so people would know who it is, but it just comes off to me. It's just nasty that they trying to like tie Puff into it and throw all, like we talked about last week, throwing him into his when we should be just celebrating the life of Black Rob. I don't care about his relationship with Puff Daddy. Even with Mark Curry, I read a article where he was talking about, well, this is the first time I've talked to Puff in five years. This is the new beginnings. Like, I guess that's cool that y'all, that death brought y'all together, but it just seems like weirdly opportunistic to me. Yeah, no, it, but you got to realize, and I said this last week too, they were a family, bro. They look, Mark, after reading Mark Curry's book, he looked at this situation like as a, on a family tip and that Puff kind of brought him out of the situation that he was in, which was which nothing, he was going nowhere. So to him, it may mean something different than it does to Puff. That's fair. You know what I mean? To Puff, he might've just been an employee to Mark Curry, that was like family, bro. Like, like you know what I'm saying? He, he'd been around Puff Mom and you in the studio in the crib and you traveling with these niggas for years. And so to him, it, it's a little different, but he hadn't spoken to Puff in a long time though. And he was hot at Puff too. Like, he wrote a whole book about the nigga. They called him the devil, essentially. Facts, and you told me that was a good book. But that, that's a great point that you bring up that I hadn't really considered is the them looking at it one way and Puff looking at it the other way when I was going so hard on him last week. Maybe Mace did look at it like a family and why his expectations of Puff was, hey, man, you ought to be taking care of me. And Puff looking at it like, man, I'm going a million miles a minute, bro. You was like a blip on the radar. Like, I'm, I'm sorry the things didn't work out for you, my nigga, but I'm all the way over here now. That wasn't anything to me but business. I could yeah. see both sides of that. And not, and not to not to puff up this uh, uh, Black Rob situation, though. We don't want to puff it to death. But I did, coming off our conversation last week, I did hear somebody make a good point about Mace. Mace left Bad Boy when he owed them albums that they had put money into Mace to get ready to promote him and create. So Puff, puff is like... Nigga, you slick old me. Like, why you talking yeah. about I'm you Puff, and and like, I forgot about that, too. You, you, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I forgot about that, too. Like, I don't yeah. even owe you a conversation if I'm Puff. You yeah. left me to drive, my nigga. I spent millions on you. I don't yeah. care what that other album was supposed to make you, my nigga. You dip. Yeah, yeah I don't even owe you a conversation, bro. So, yeah, that's fair. But but uh, condolences, though, to uh, Black Rob, friends, family, fans, of course. Just You you hate to see that back-to-back, -back, though, with, with late 90s, early 2000s artists. Like, are we coming to that point where this is about to happen more often? Like, that's... Uh, yeah, I think we about that. It's getting around that time. You know, when you were growing up, your mom would be like, man, such and such died. You'd be like, dude, who? Yeah, exactly. That's how it's going to start being. Um, yeah, I definitely. Yeah. Condolences to him, man.
Got some feedback on the last episode. They said it's time to pick it up, though, man. So we're going to put that behind us. Like I said, RIP to Black Rob. The next topic is your man's, your AKA, your lookalike, DJ Academics. DJ Academics is wilding again on his Twitch. I think that's what he's famous from. On his Twitch, he went in prison of the moment style and said that the slime season three was the best slime season two, excuse me. Slime season two slime was the best two. compilation, huh? Slime language too. Slime language too. Let me get it right. Exactly. Was the best compilation that he'd heard in a while, maybe ever. Yeah. Are you on board? Man, listen, he claiming he can't remember a compilation this good. And this lets me know that it's a slow year in hip hop. Like 2021, it's been a down year. It's been quiet. A lot of people haven't dropped because they don't know what these tours are going to look like. <clears throat> they don't know what co post COVID going to look like. So we are reduced to calling a project that Young Thug and Gunna put together with people that many of us have probably never really listened to before, like that. Nigga, the greatest compilation of all, fuck out, no, no, Wait, no. Are you no. saying people uh, people didn't listen to Young Thug? Are you talking, what are you talking nah, about? No, I'm saying that his compilation, the group, man, nobody, bro, nobody's listening to the, the, the members of the camp. They listening to that slime season when it dropped. This was an anticipated album, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> maybe, maybe not to you. You can laugh that off, but niggas was fucking with this. This is Young Thug, dude. What are you talking about? We do we we do this in the chat. Shout out mm -hmm. to my guy Sean Wash. When he comes to the chat with something he just got through watching, it's like, yo, do I need to check that out? And he always gives a disclaimer. Yeah, no, this is, this is a good COVID. Look, look, quarantine watch. Due to the circumstances, this is a decent watch. Man. Due to our circumstances, yes, this album is a decent compilation. Well, I'm not going to jump off a cliff and act as if Dreamville shit never came out or any other fire-ass compilation has never come out before this. Let's not whitewash this damn YSL shit. Like, we're not going to do this any kind of way. It's okay. It's got good beats. And niggas ain't talking about nothing. I was on that Conway this weekend, though. Fuck what this shit was talking about. What were you on? That Conway was banging. Thank um, you. This is a very good project, though. Oh, my God. To address the point absolutely isn't the best compilation. I was like, we just did a Diplomats review on Patreon. Go check that out. Link in the bio somewhere. And that that's a compilation that just right off the head that I can think of is Bobby Quinn. Academics may not be old enough to remember that. So I get it. But like you said, the Dreamville, uh, yeah. pretty solid joint. That Kanye, uh, Cruel Summer. The good music, uh, yeah. That was great, good music. TDE, yeah. you could call the Black Panther album a compilation, banging. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a lot out there recently in the past. I don't even compare this to those. But what I will say, I listened to this. I listened to the song with Drake. It was fire. I listened to the rest of the songs on there. It's not bad. And for him to be mentioned, even though academics is somewhat of a hype beast, I put this as a notch in Young Thug's belt and his credibility. Because like you say, I don't know nobody in YSL. <laughs> I didn't even know. I don't even think Gunner signed to them, is he? I think he is, man. Him, I know him, Lakeed, 
Yeah, I don't know nothing. And that's it. I don't know no Lakeed. I don't like I I've heard of him before, but I'm definitely not hitting play on a little Keed album. But this slime language or slime season or whatever it was called, it made me like, okay, I'm cool. I can understand why people fuck with them. And I think it goes a long way to putting young thug on the mantle with those big dogs with the crews and the camps. One, because you don't have that many strong ones, and two, because I mean he's being mentioned and it was anticipated just like the other ones were. Shout out yeah. to Young Thug, man. I, I'll put this slightly above uh, USDA. There you go. Get the I, fuck out of here. I'll put it right above that shit. That's not true. <laughs> you can't even... You know, he got Uzi. Like, you got Uzi and Drake on a project right now in 2021. There's no way it's like not going to register. And Young Thug on every yeah, that's song. That's true. He, 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 they did have... They had Uzi, Cuddy. Like, they had a couple of random... And that's cool, and I, you got to give Dreamville some props with that, too, because they did that on their shit, just having a random, you never know who's about to be on this song, this song. So that was kind of cool. They took a page out of Dreamville, but we're not going to act like it was just groundbreaking. It's a slow year nah, in academics. It, was. it, it wasn't groundbreaking. And, and shout out to Young Thug for capitalizing on the pandemic and putting this together. But another one that just hit off my head when you said that self-made one, two, or three. That's true. Like that's true. <laughs> like the there are some pretty dope like collaboration projects out there. This ain't at the top of it, but I do respect what Young Thug did with it. I have respect we, the shit out of that. Have we done a best compilation episode? Mm-hmm. No, that might be up there. That might need to come out. Mm. We might have to sleep on, work that one. on that. Uh next up, man, let's take it to Long Beach. Shout out to LBC, man. Shout out to our listeners in the LBC. Um Vince Staples, your man's had a very right. interesting conversation with a uh, fellow artist, St. John. St. John told him to his face, your music is good, but no one cares. Mm. Oh, Vince Staples asked him kindly to elaborate. And St. John went on to say, man, look, everybody's busy. Life is not perfect for many people. Your job as an artist is to make them feel good and put them in a specific space. Give them an escape. My question, do you agree with St. John or should Vince just keep doing him? St. John is 1 million percent right. And I respect him enough as an artist, though he may not be like 100 percent in my lane. As what I listen to, I respect his creativity and how good he is at what he does. And if you're Vince Staples and you are a student of the craft, you take this seriously, that type of criticism coming from someone like that, you can take that and put the battery in your back with that. Like maybe I need to do more impactful stuff because he asked him to elaborate. He ain't really take offense to it. Like, Oh, fuck you, nigga. That's what I really, that's why I like Vince Staples so much, but this almost also made me gain some respect for St. John and his perspective on music making and, and, and how it should affect people. I think it's dope when people, especially talented people are able to challenge other talented people. And be like, look, bro, like similar to in our era when Nas went on Hot 97, he was like talking to Nori and Cam. He was like, look, bro, y'all niggas is bullshitting. Yep. Like, I, be, I know how y'all niggas was raised and y'all wasn't raised like how y'all rapping right now. <laughs> Same thing with St. John's. He's saying like, man, I'm out here in these streets. I see what the people are responding to. And yeah, people fuck with you, Vince, but man, you could do, I took this as him saying, you could do a lot more, bro. Yep. Like you got enough people on your team, you got enough charisma, and you got enough to where this music should be bang, banging, nigga, it should be hitting, as opposed to you putting a project out and people are like, okay, I fuck with it, your heavy hardcore fans fuck with it, but it don't really hit the masses. So I get it. I really, I, I appreciate these type of conversations. 
Yeah, shout out to St. John. I do fuck with his music. I think he's a dope-ass artist, and he's spot on with this. Um, listeners are coming to artists to give them a, a break away from normality. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, in most instances, sometimes you do want to hear something that you can maybe relate to, but, man, you don't want to hear that every day because you see it every day. You need some type of escapism. And while uh, I think Vince does a good job with, like, his skits and some of his video content, the music, eh, it don't really hit the same. But what I will say this, though, and this is big props to Vince Staples. Vince Staples is pretty much a vet in this game, even though he's a younger cat. He's been in the game longer than St. John has. But to take that criticism from someone who is younger than him and not try to play that OG nigga, who do you think you're talking to, like, role, I, that's super props, super respect to Vince Staples. Uh, but he's spot on. And I would love to have been a fly on the wall to this conversation because I don't know if you've seen the St. John interview, but he has a very interesting perspective just on life and on the craft. And we all know what Vince Staples' perspective is. It's left field as well. So I know that those two will probably have a fire-ass conversation, and that would have been cool to kind of check out. I wish this was recorded. That would have been hard. It would be super dope. Yeah, we need that Vince Staples podcast. What do you mean by Vince, uh, St. John has an interesting perspective? Give me an example of something you're talking about. Well, I mean, I've only seen two interviews with him. I think one was on um, Hot 97 and one was on Breakfast Club. And he just, he, he's a thought, he gives out well thought out kind of perspective on just stuff. He does not know, he does not know interviewers like with the one word answers and all that type of shit. Like he's giving you thought provoking stuff. No, I can't give you an exa a specific example. It's probably been two years since I've seen the interview, gotcha. but just know he can hold it. If you come across a, a St. John interview, if you if he pops up on something tomorrow, I recommend checking it out. I guarantee you, you'll end up being like, oh, okay, now nah, I fuck with dude. What he talking about? I think I understand what you're saying. It is refreshing when artists like tapped in is what you mean. You can tell Basically. that he's very conscious of what's going on, not in a woke type of way, but nah. in a I think about life type of way. Exactly. As opposed and to where you get a nigga that's sitting up there like. You said one word answer. I don't know nothing about that. I don't watch the news or yeah, all yeah, that stupid yeah. shit. Like, nigga, I ain't asking you, do you watch the news? I want to know what you think. <laughs> I, like, I, yeah. I, I like thought provoking yeah. conversations that he's likely to have. You, you know, you see a couple of people that you know, like, okay, now this going to be, they're not just going to be on no just regular, regular bullshit. It's going to be some, some dope shit. And that's what he be on. So I fuck with him. I respect that. And new Vince Staples is coming out this summer, though. He do got some new shit dropping, though. He said it's crazy too. He said the best shit he ever did. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Oh, hard to say that. Speaking of thought-provoking conversations, man, Kevin Durant was on the million dollars worth of game podcast with Gillian Wallow. And he said in the locker room for the Nets that it's no longer Drake dominating the headphone airwaves. Now it's my boy. I call this the number one rapper in the game right now. From QC, Atlanta's own little baby <laughs> is the number one rapper in the headphones right now. And Kevin Durant went on to say, as he was talking to Gillian Wallow, you got to remember people in this locker room, man, they were born in the year 2000. So they really ain't on Drake and lyrics like that. It's more little baby. That was wild for me to hear being around when Drake first came out. What do you think about this? No, this makes sense. I'm not surprised. Um, they, they're young. You know what I'm saying? Durant And Durant actually said he's still Team Drake. I mean, well, yeah, not to say picking sides, but he was saying he's still listening to Drake. Like, that's not – he's not speaking for himself. 
He like us when Jay-Z was out and Drake came out and we was telling niggas that Jay-Z was still dope. There you go. Drake has reached that stage of his career and that's nuts to me. Yeah, that, that is wild. That's nuts. Um, that, that's a good point. But um, I will say this. I, I'm not surprised, number one, between Drake and Lil Baby, only one of them has visited a, a Nets game this year and sat courtside and got to talk to the players and take pictures, okay? And that was what? Lil Baby. So that's the reason why they're hype, because they got to meet their one cool. of their favorite little artists and shit and got to take pictures. And James Harden had to squat down to talk to him and 42 Doug. Had and we all saw those down. memes. <laughs> 42 Doug, <laughs> listen, real quick. 42 Doug might be the shortest rapper of all time, dude. Like uh, him and Bushwick Bill. Him and Bushwick Bill. That's it. That's that's a fact. What it's is, close. But <laughs> I forgot about Bush. That's funny as fuck, man. <laughs> but I'm not surprised though. The reason why Lil Baby and 42 Doug were Court Road frontside at Brooklyn is because the players don't know who Drake is. Fuck they would be like, man, who is this old nigga on the Look at who is this light skinned old nigga right now? We're not gonna do that. Shit, man. Nah, we're not gonna Where do that. little baby at nigga. What 42 Doug? Where Uzi at? No. So, <laughs> we're not gonna do that. I want to name some of the birth years. 1990. Well, 96 ain't that old. He, he should know really, better, whoever that is. Yeah, this team really ain't that like young as Kevin Durant was saying. The youngest person was born in 2000. Oh, I see a whole lot of, yeah, I see a lot of 99. So he really must be capping. Well, he was in the wrong <laughs> locker room. But bro, I'm looking at this roster now. It's cap. Like that nigga 91. ain't played number seven games. And they only on the team yet. That nigga ain't even been there. He was probably, he probably was speaking of the wrong lock. He probably wasn't even talking about the Nets. And they was talking about, where the fuck was you at, Kevin Durant? Because, look, you got 91, 86, 96, 95, 88, 96. These is old niggas, bro. <laughs> and all these niggas is old. These niggas not listening to little Baby, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Nah. I don't know. Like, if you, if you if you if you born in ninety six, if if you born in ninety six, you might be, li, prefer baby over Drake. Ninety six, oh maybe. 16. I can see that. You about twenty five? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that that's that's fair. That if you're, you're supposed to. Ba that's yeah. baby's age bracket. He's talking to you, <laughs> so that makes sense. This is not a big deal. People tried to turn this into when Charlemagne was like, "Yeah, Drake era is done." Little baby's the new MVP. Nobody listens to that. Well, this is the start of it, though, right? This no, is the start not. of the era being done. The kids don't listen to you no more. No, absolutely. Yes, it is is Jay Z done? <laughs> no, and for kids, yes, though. Ah, well, who cares? Jay Z's. Cool. <laughs> no, that I, what we mean by done is the same thing that I used to say about Rick Ross, and people give you and Jay Hove will give me a hard time about it. It is not the fact that they're going to disappear and they're going to go wood when they come out. It's just the fact that they've reached a point where they're never going to be as hot as their highest point. As I, I didn't think that Drake was there, but hearing this, hearing Kevin Durant say that makes me think that he's reached that point. I just didn't think that he had made it there yet. People act like there can't be two, two kings, dog. What are we talking about? No, I ain't two kings, but you know there's only one. Like it ain't two yeah, best right. basketball players in the world. It ain't two best quarterbacks in the world. Like why it can't be, be two best rappers, dude? Like there's nothing else where there's competition. There's one best. <laughs> it ain't one best. Even I like even when people try to say, well, their country music is not that type of competition. There's one best male country artist. Like it's it. Who is that? Do you know who that is? I have no idea who yeah, the fuck that is. I, I thought you knew. I was gonna get some props. No idea who that is right now. That's I don't hilarious. know who the fuck that is. Um, Y'all let us know, man. Baby or Drake. If they... Here we go. 
if Baby came out tomorrow and Drake came out tomorrow, which one are you pressing play on first? Mm. If that Me certified lover boy came out tomorrow and that little baby, I don't know what the hell it's called, come out tomorrow. Man, that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough one. Well, not for me, because obviously I'm, I'm listening to Drake first. But that's tough, because I'll be it, it would be cap 100% cap on my end. I'm, like, man, I'm listening to the little baby first. So like I that I would definitely give some consideration to listening to that Drake first, because it's Drake. Yeah. Like that's more, even though people may prefer baby and we're talking about the end of Drake's era, it's still more impactful when he drops than any other artist. Like there's that's no fair. artist that can compare the impact of when Drake drops a new single video or does something that's fair um man now listen topic of discussion for today we are slowly but surely coming out of this pandemic hopefully we're not speaking too soon but things are starting to open up um concerts are starting to get announced festivals are starting to get announced tours the whole nine so we wanted to do we had a, uh, this is for our listeners that go back a while. We used to have a segment pre-pandemic uh, where we talked about booking fees for artists, right? We would look at the latest booking fees for a couple of artists and we would trip off how much they cost, how little they were, or if they were too high. So we are bringing that back today to look at some of these artists, man, that we might want to go see when all this shit shakes through. Um, we've got the list here of <laughs> some some very interesting numbers. Jesus, some very interesting numbers on here. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about some upcoming concerts and stuff. Anything on this list of prices jump out to you off top? Um, kind of, I would say. The list is way shorter than it used to be. Not, not a lot of people out on the road, but we expected that. Right. The highest name on the list, I'm kind of surprised by but again that's probably because there are not a lot of other names on the list so that raised a question for me as to are the people that are not on this list getting more that i can just think of off the top of my head like maybe i don't see like i don't see meg the stallion on here i don't see gotcha. any, like city girls on here and, and for the record this is one agency so every yeah, artist they, they the still might be getting booked is right. not gonna be on here but this is just the agency that we get these emails from so we can see how much they cost exactly so to lead it off and with the number at the top that i was talking about is two chains at 110 i feel like that's worth it that's worth it is it two chains is a star you selling out. You selling out wherever it is with two chains in the building. You're not selling out a goddamn Phillips goddamn arena, nigga. Stop. Well, I mean, of of reason. <laughs> like I'm not expecting the nigga to go like you. Nah, two chains. Oh no, could he sell out Phillips? Man, hell, with all due respect, no. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Are we talking about um, and what that's the where the Hawks play at for the people that are not in Atlanta. What State but, Farm Arena is what it's yeah, called State now. Farm. So what are we talking about? Masquerade? There you go. Four? Yeah, yeah, for sure. To the brim. That's to the brim, though. That's listen. That's you're not getting one ten back though. Fit the head. Ooh. Yeah, with drinks, maybe. Yeah, you getting that maybe. back. Maybe. You getting that back. 110000 is a lot of money. To put it in comparison, NBA Youngboy is right under him getting a hundred. Not no more. He in jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That, that's pending his bond release. Yeah, but... pending his release. <laughs> so if, would you... Ooh, that's tough. So that's two totally different crowds right there. That's like, if fact. you're spending 100K 
and you hoping to get it back, would you go two chains or would you go young boy? I would go two chains only because I don't see what type of venues I picture. Young boy, don't he not doing no big ass venues like that? Is he? Yeah. He can't be, bro. Well, he ain't been on the road, I don't believe. I, I don't know that he's been touring. Like he couldn't have been at this. If he's making a hundred thousand, he got this since the pandemic has ended or started or whatnot. He wasn't getting that before. I refuse to believe that. I think his status has grown a little bit, honestly. Since the pandemic? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Is is he a headline in that right now? Like if you're going on tour and you're let's say That's the Uzi. Nah. Like is are you putting him on the ticket or is that like NBA Youngboy? Like, fuck no. No, you put yeah, no, they can be on the ticket. They can be on the ticket. NBA Youngboy could be an opening act for somebody like a Uzi. No, yeah, that's a fact. That would make sense. That would make sense. And and then the aforementioned little baby is this was interesting. They have him on here at a range, eighty-five thousand to a hundred and ten thousand. Now we're talking, y'all done tried to bury my boy Drake. Y'all the MVP, little baby, it's a new gen, and he's third on his list. What's what gives? Houseway. Third on his list. Little baby? Yes, 85,000 to 110. 85 to hook up, though. Ain't, ain't a lot of people getting that. <laughs> like, ain't, it ain't a whole lot of people getting that 85. They're just being considerate, nigga, just depending on who that is. It's 110. He right up there with the rest of the top dogs. He probably can't even get him for 110 right now. How far out do you think he booked? Little baby. Hey, hey, listen, niggas' calendars is that that September, Ooh. October, November. That shit done. Yeah, look, like you not. Come on. All man. that shit is full. Full. Look at Gucci Man is at a hundred. That's cap though. That's cap. There's no way. That's starting negotiations. You gotta ask for that much if you're Gucci Man, just so people are calling and really see if that's real. <laughs> like you gotta do that. Because you now you you definitely not making well could Gucci man could Gucci man still headline a tour? No, like, let's say he couldn't headline. Like let's say, because you gotta remember how many people fuck with him. So if you got pool sites still opening up. So if it's a get, 10 17, you sort of let, okay. Let's mulatto, pool shiesty. Let's say it's some perfect rap world. You had Yo Gotti CMG label and 10 17. Okay. Is that a like a money making tour for you? You got Money yeah. Bag Yo, you got Pooh Shiesty. Black Youngster. Black Youngster. Yeah. Got young that's boys a, like ESP. That's a lean ticket right there. Cause you're gonna have the range, you're gonna have older niggas coming to see Gotti and Gucci. You had a young yeah. g- gangsters yeah. in there coming to see uh Pooh Shiesty. You throw ESTG on there. I mean, that's pretty good. Size. That's a, a solid ticket. Probably one of the biggest tours that you can get without having a Drake. Or a, a big name like this, with you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely. Are you going to that though? Absolutely not. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> hell no. You'll be down there. You ain't pulling that mosh pit shit when they get it in blood. Come on, not that yeah, nah, you pulling man. that. <laughs> Too old for that shit. Listen, I I will say I'm surprised at this Jeezy number though. I'm not gonna lie. That's cap. Now you want to talk about cap? That's cap. <laughs> That's Jeezy hell. is seventy-five to eighty-five thousand. I ain't getting no, nope. I ain't doing it. So you, he it. can't do a trap or die, fifteen-year. Where are we at? Fifteen. Oh yeah, 20? if you gonna shuck it out, you can do it. That's I'm, what I'm today, saying. Today, if he telling me he trapping off, 
Well, he going out on tour. What was that last album called? Man, we don't. Was nobody that? remember that shit. I don't even remember the name. Yeah, nobody, nobody, don't nobody remember that shit. shit. No one listening remembers the name of that last Jeezy album. That's nuts. I'll tell you who hired in one ten though. Who? You got to get a City Girls one fifty right now. Man, can you imagine? No. Can you imagine that first City Girls concert coming out of the pandemic, bro? No, I can't. I like it's gonna be nuts. Where it's gonna be nuts. Florida, you can have it wherever you want it, my no. nigga. You can have it, motherfucking Hawaii, if you really need to. No. That first, that first all female power tour where you got Meg, Cardi, City Girls. It's a wrap. Now that's popping. Yeah, now that's popping. You wanted that? That no. What? <laughs> Why? I'm not going. Listen, I'm not going anywhere. Have we not learned anything <laughs> doing this podcast? I don't go anywhere. That's I am funny, washed. Man. I'm definitely not going to that. Um, but but that would be now that would be popping. You know what I'm saying? And Cardi would headline. Let's be very clear. Then over Megan. Megan. Yes. Cardi come, yes, facts. That's facts. Stop the madness. Yeah, Meg true. will come out right before her with all due respect. City girls, mulatto. That'll be hard. Mm. That should be popping. And that goes to like what people, what, what you were talking about when people want to hit a release with St. John's, like the city girls sell fantasy. And like, no, I don't think the, the, the crowd that they're speaking to is going out and sh some of them are, is going out and shucking niggas like what they saying, but they like to hear it. It's a release from their everyday nine to five, having to be like maybe superwoman, single mom, boss chick or whatever it may be. And they get to like, just wild out and be ratchet with it. So it, it go to what St. John said. It just struck me right there. Now, listen, if I was single, I would go to that more. Going to that, it's bitches. gonna be, be cracking. It's, it's gonna be plenty of them. It's easy money. <laughs> easy money. What? <laughs> that two happen niggas, single niggas going there. Can easy money, nigga. Yeah, now that easy hey, money. Now that that's a reason. And then hold on, GZ last album was Recession Two, and it actually wasn't that bad. Let me put some respect on that. It wasn't that bad. Tour. I'm not paying like I'm not paying like over general admission. To Absolutely get in, not. No, no, like no. I'm not paying like like thirty five dollars is what I got for that last that recession two tour, thirty five bucks. That's it. Nigga, no, you, I know they ain't that. making seventy five off that. Yeah, no. Now I will say I'm surprised that Moneybag Yo on here forty five to fifty five k. Moneybag Yo was on record talking about I don't want this pandemic to end. Maybe because whatever check he was getting was frying this little ticket right here. But you got to think, therefore, that's, that's a nice range to be in right there. Now, I ain't really, like, local dope boys can bring you in town. For, if, if you starting at 40 to 50, you'll probably take 35 and they can get the 17 up front, 17 show night. Let's run it. That's 34, I know. You, you doing two a night and everything. Yeah. Like, he probably was eating good. Fucking, because that's the type of music he do, too. I'm shooting down to Alabama, South Carolina, Kentucky, yeah. like the North Florida, like Tallahassee, but Pensacola, all, man, and money bag. Yo was probably eating. That's true. 100 a that's weekend. True. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Boosie at 40, and if this is true, he's been making that same amount for the last 15 years. He ain't done nothing in the last 15 years to bump it up, though. Bump his Instagram pro profile. That's it. Like, Boosie probably hosting that. I know nobody ain't paying for Boosie performances. <laughs> Unless he doing old shit, man. I'll go to a Boosie mixtapes tour. That'll be popping. I'm in there all day, all day, every day, twice on Sunday. I'm in there like swimwear. 
He don't even remember them words, though. He might not. He can just play the songs and talk in between them. Be funny. So like that's that's his that's his ticket. Now he do do like a variety show. Mm. Like he if he did like a variety show where I be giving you the Instagram shit, I play some songs and like he a pop. I go to that. That's true. Cause that'd be funny as shit. Now I know we talked about so versus was the big thing last year, and we're like naturally they have to do a tour. So if we look at two artists that had verses, mm-hmm. if you look at Two Chains and Ross, you're telling me it's gonna cost Swiss and them. 195,000 to put that two chains and Jeezy versus night together. I mean, excuse me, two chains and Ross versus night. If that's the case, then we're not getting no versus tour no time soon. That ain't worth it. That's what I'm saying. That two chain, I mean, that Jeezy and Ross. No, no, I'm talking about two chains and Ross. Yeah, I'm saying the Jeezy and uh, Gucci may be worth it in person. That'd be like if they had to do that again in person, I would pay to see that. Yeah, but how many how many, how many times Jeezy gonna let the we <laughs> smoking up? Okay, how many times he gonna sit and hear that, bro? If he went on tour, that's what I'm saying. That's why that's one million percent why I'm paying them a hundred dollars a ticket to get in that next one. I bet I bet you the Gucci man fans are saying oh, he won that man. Gucci shouldn't he shouldn't have did that. Jeezy looked weak. I promise to God if that happened again. It wouldn't be no round two of that. I bet you it wouldn't either. And I ain't saying that because Jesus is so tough. It would either be because Gucci would like think better of it the second time around or just Jesus wouldn't go for it. But I definitely don't think we smoking on Pookie Loke tonight happening again. (laughs) I'm paying to see that. I promise you. Jeezy can't go on tour with that being like the little hook and like no uh, man. Nah. Like, no. I got unless I'm gonna beat you up in every city. <laughs> like this is gonna be a fight in every city, my nigga. <laughs> That's some sick shit right there, nigga. Going on every yeah, you come every time. Just see if he's gonna say that then y'all fight. That'd be some sick shit right there. Oh, uh, real quick, I see my boy currency still making 30. He'll take 20. Let's be honest. Let's not. Let's not sugarcoat it. 25, 22, anywhere, about 22. About 22. 22. And that's cool. Currency popping, though. Of course. Yeah. But he got a really good, um, did you see his latest thing as far as the NFT and how he's doing his tour now? I saw that. Yeah. He has a virtual tour going and he gives you where you can get digital access. So, like, I guess he throws Zoom on or something and you can just be backstage on a computer chilling with him and shit. That's pretty cool. That's hard. That would seem like it was pretty cool. Yeah, I seen a couple of people doing a virtual thing. D Smoke doing a virtual concert. What's your ideal post-pandemic concert that would get you out of the house? Um, it would other be, than Drake or Kanye West. Yeah, because those would I absolutely give me out the crib. I'll go to that Alfredo. I mm, go to that because uh, Freddie Gibbs actually puts on a good show, and he's not he don't do too big of venues. They be pretty intimate. So it's like that that's a venue that I'm cool with. I can fuck with that. Like I can still chop it up with, with whoever with me. We can trip off the shit. But then you like you feel like you close enough to where you're not, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, no big stadium and shit. And so that's cool. I would I would go to the Alfredo show for sure. If I, if I'm thinking of albums that came out last year, that's something I wouldn't mind seeing in person. Facts. Yeah, I'm going to that. I 100 percent would go to that. You're I a fan. fucked with Freddie Gibbs last year. Not because I fucked with his last year. We had a great year. <laughs> Um, for me, I, I guess I would say, even though I sh- kind of shitted on JID last week, but a Dreamville concert would be cool. Because mm. I fuck with R Lennox too. J. Cole, of course, will come out and do his thing since the last time. Maybe you get some new music. But I feel like a Dreamville concert fresh out of the pandemic would be pretty dope. 
Yeah. You ain't fucking with that? I don't, I don't know about that, girl. <laughs> Who else you checking for? You gonna wait for Ari Lennox? You gonna you gonna tell somebody wake you up when Ari Lennox come on, nigga, and then go back to sleep? Well, I, I'd be interested in how they put their thing together. Like, I'd just be interested in the production part of it more so than anything. Like, I ain't like you said, I'm not really checking for anybody. Like JID, Earth Gang, other than J Cole and Ari Lennox, but I would be interested to see how the I'll give them this title, one of the top collabs in the game, collectives. I would be interested to see how they perform in the tour or a, a post-pandemic show in the production and a thought that J. Cole puts behind his live shows and shit. I love to be there. Like, because fresh out of pandemic, like you, you want to go to a concert that's going to be a party. Like it's going to be live. It's going to be dope. It's going to be something that was thought out. Not just, I ain't trying to go like, I definitely would go see Griselda in concert, but that don't, I guess not yeah. first post-pandemic concert that you go to. Yeah. I ain't trying to see niggas stand up and rapping jewels and shit. So Dreamville will be very interesting to me. Yeah, uh, I'll just watch the HBO special. Um, I'm good on pulling up to that in person. Um, speaking of Griselda, the plugs I met tour is on the way. It's in October. Speaking of tours that are on the way, also it's crazy, but these, hey man, these shows are about to go up, especially these festivals. Uh, Bonnaroo. September 2nd, they, that's a go. Uh, the Life is Beautiful Festival in uh, Vegas. That's September 17th. That's a go. Um, oh, the one in uh, in Miami. They canceled Rolling Loud. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. They just fucking announced it. They canceled it. Well, pushed it yeah, back or something, didn't they? Nah, nah, it's a May 7th. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a May 7th. Dude, they just, they just announced it. And that's close to them all. <laughs> yep. Okay. We kept faith as long as we could for the May. Oh, that's what I seen. They pushed it back. Oh, so it's July. So they now. released the statement. It says we kept faith as long as we could for the May dates, but ultimately we still face challenges that prevent us from gathering together and rolling loud Miami in early May. That being said, we are excited to announce that it will be July 23rd through the 25th. 130 artists, including Megan Thee Stallion, Ross, Lil Baby, 21 Savage, Da Baby, <clears throat> Uzi, Young Thug, Bobby Shmurda. Okay. Does that seem kind of soon to you? Like it, uh, May seem soon. July, April, May, June, July. July 23rd. It's the first one. It's the first big one, though. So that's going to be the test. <laughs> that's that's going to be the litmus uh, test, dude. Travis uh, Scott, ASAP Rocky. Well, they did. They've had full baseball games, I guess, in Houston with thousands of people there. That's true. It just seems like it's really so. I mean, three, three or four million people getting vaccinated a day, man. So by the time we get to July 23rd. Uh, you're hoping for uh, herd immunity by then? Absolutely. If you want to go see Dirk, Gunner, Tiger, Kodak Black, T-Pain. All of these people that are rolling loud. Yes. Chief Keith, Wale. First, basically anybody who's ever rapped in the last seven years, dude, is at this fucking rolling loud. That's a good. That's a good strategy, though. They had to do it that way. Like that's. If, if, I guess if you are of a certain age in hip hop right now, like you gotta be there. That's the. That, that's I guess that's the the grand opening of everything from that point. Because you would have to think if people look at that and it's successful, like it's a go. Yeah. All right, we back on the road. So that's probably when you are gonna get July. That's probably when you'll start expecting the big albums to drop. There. I agree. Drake said certified lover boy. After that 
rolling loud concert, it's probably gonna be a full court press. Yeah. City yeah. girls, Jack Harlow, Roddy Rich. <laughs> it's going down. This is a hell of a lineup, man. If I wasn't yeah. old and washed, I'd yeah, I'm not going. I can't go to a three day festival. I can't. Yeah, go. I ain't never really been by that light. And it's outdoors too. I don't really fuck with that shit. That's it's nice. gonna be stupid hot. <laughs> yes, yeah, nice. I can't do that. And it's gonna rain like in the middle of it. My <laughs> shoes gonna be fly. Shit gonna get dirty. Nah, I'm good, bro. Um, I do want to know, guys, let us know which post-pandemic concert would you attend? Are there any pandemic albums that came out last year that you want to see live? Let us know. Go to Facebook, join the rap chat, leave a comment on IG at On Deck TV Podcast. I'm not giving 100000 to 2 chain. The only person I'm giving 100000 to on this list is uh, is Lil Baby. Uh, that's the only one, bro. I just, I just thought about that. There's nobody else on. But there here. are other artists that you would give a hundred thousand to. Right? Megan Thee Stallion get a hundo. Cardi B. I mean, obviously, like the. How much you think Drake get a show? Nigga, a meal ticket? Hell, you talking about? I don't even think it's negotiable. Okay, I mean, <laughs> excuse me. I don't check? even think that there's a yeah. I don't even think that there's a set price. Like you got to be like some ticket sale number or shit. You mean give me part of the dough, my nigga? Um. All right. Let's talk some wins and some losses. We got a W, big W, to Jay Prince for buying his first island. It's called Prince Island. He showed it off on Instagram. Big boy play for Jay Prince. Yeah, that was nuts. He said they said it couldn't be done. The, the whole post was nuts, man. Shout out to Jay Prince, man. Like I, I that's I'm gonna buy my own island one day too. So that's motivation for me. That shit was fire. That nigga sold a lot of books, nigga. Whole yeah, lot of yeah. books, man. That's a lot of books selling right there, goddamn. <laughs> um, we got an L to DJ Mustard. Uh, he claims via social media that his personal shopper hit him for 50K on his credit card and dipped. Mm. Big boy L. And they said they were paying her about 80 grand a year to go buy clothes for DJ Mustard with his money. And she started using the card to buy clothes for herself. Listen. Like, fam, if you're getting paid 80000 to be a personal shopper, like, that's nuts. First off, if you look and, at Buster's Instagram, mm -hmm. it looked like somebody else bought clothes for him. That's number one. I mean, you would expect that, right? It's DJ Mustard. No. You got time to go shopping. You don't? No. DJ Mustard. What is he doing? Making beats, about? making pandemic, beats. dude. He's making beats, dude. That's what he's doing. He need to well, be working. I can understand DJ. Man, let's be honest. He ain't fly. <laughs> you can tell when niggas hire people to would like, you know, get them fresh. And you could tell that he, like you said, you could tell he hired somebody to get them fresh. But I don't blame him for that. But like, I, had I blame three beats last year, stealing. dude. Like, yeah, she had the golden goose and she was stealing, like, like, and she was dumb with it. Like, yeah. it was, I bet there was a million ways she could have stole money with DJ Mustard credit cards if she had just reached out to some real true scammers and him not be aware of it. Like, she was dumb. DJ Mustard wife threatened to whoop her ass, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, she wrote a whole <laughs> post. She wrote a whole post like, bitch, you know, you know better and all of this shit. And when she, she said it's on site and all of that. Damn. You letting your wife beat up your personal shop if she's still 50K from Nah, man, my wife ain't fighting. That'll never happen. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, what are you doing? Yeah, I'd be too too old. I'd that. be out of my wife for that too. That's like, what I'm saying. I'm like, not even responding to that, dude. Yeah, Just like, stop. Run me my money, civil court it is. Yeah, yeah, stop. Um, yeah, must have did three beats last year, too. <laughs> like, but he did drop the he dropped that whole album the year before that, though. 
um, that perfect 10 joint. So he cooking. What is DJ Mustard doing where he can't go shopping for himself was the funniest thing you've said in, in at least a month. A personal shopper, nigga. Like, that's just a flex, bro. Like, let's keep, let's be honest. You wouldn't hire a personal shopper? No, nigga. I, my personal know. shopper is on my iPhone in my hand right now, nigga. I can cop as we speak, dude. If you move and groove, you might not have time for that, though. Like, you ain't, there. there's a point in time when niggas get busy enough where you ain't got time to, like, continue to stay with what's hot. Like, that's good. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you were running them businesses and shit, like, I, I see why, like, entertainers, basketball players, athletes, I see why they have them. Not that they can't go get their own. It's like, I ain't got time to, like, figure out what's hot and what's not, though. I would just be, like, a tech dude and wear the same thing every day, man. They do that. I'm just going to be the tech guy, wear the same fit. That way I don't get the uh, decision fatigue. I'm and then sure. how are you getting it? You ordering online? You got to go, like, because, look, if you're a nigga like Mustard, I'm sure you need some custom fit shit. <laughs> She got his size like it's that. I don't know. It's a whole world we can dive into with that. Hey man, we passed out an L to Philly rapper AR Alb. He was sentenced to 45 years in prison. That's crazy. That's a fullback number right there. Uh, that's life. Yeah, AR Alb got to be like at least 30. Damn, that's, AR. That's most of his life. Uh, man, that sucks. That sucks, man. He was. Did you just say what he was locked up for? Yeah, running yeah, a drug a, ring, allegedly. A drug ring that was behind a couple murders, allegedly, in uh, Philly. So, man, it's rough. Uh, for the record, he is 38 years old. That's life. Damn. Having to survive for, what What do you say, 25 years? 45 years. 45. Sheesh. Um, on the better things, W to Nas, bonus W, W to Nasty, Nas. He was an early investor in Coinbase. They went public the other day. The firm that he is a part of is set to make over $100 million off of that public offering. Big boy play for Nas, who has been killing it outside the booth these last 10 years, if you haven't been paying attention. You want to talk about a nigga ain't got time to shop. That's true. Got to be him. Shout out to Nas, man. This is a really dope look. Somebody else was early. I think Durant. So it was a couple people that was in on this. They were in on the Coinbase? Yeah. Were you in on Dodgecoin? Yeah, I got in at point. I got in in 2018. Mm, yep. Good off at Dodge Coin then. Listen, I ain't really do nothing because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing though. Yeah. You get you get a thousand coins, nigga, but that's like ten dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like yo. <laughs> right. Then you look back and like, damn, I should have spent like a thousand dollars on coins. Yeah, I understand totally what you mean. Basically. Um, on Decker of the week, we are going to Facebook. A frequent contributor to the uh, Facebook rap chat. Jerome Talley with another spectacular question. He asked, what's the most flagrant line or bar you have ever heard? I immediately thought of Jay-Z on his At Your Chick. Uh, so disrespectful. <laughs> There's about six or seven bars on there. But that, that, and then when you find out like he was really referencing Nas, God, it just makes it so much worse. He talked about it in the book as nuts. Um, on the spot, thinking of that, man, off the wham, it got to be pop. You fat motherfucker. That's why I fucked your bitch. So disrespectful. Oh, my God. And, and the ad libs on, um, what's the Machiavelli song? Like all the ad libs on. Bomb first? Bomb first and the ad libs on the Hail Mary, excuse me, on the uh, All Eyes on Me CD with niggas out there jealous because we mm -hmm. be bailing with the roll. Listen to the ad libs on that. That's some real disrespectful shit. 
that nigga in the background talking so much shit, dude. Like he, God. Um, Shout out to Tally though, man. On excellent Decker question. Week. Uh, do you have something to put me on this week, man? I need some. I'm bored. What you got to watch? Yes, man. I got three put ons for you, my nigga. The first one is a podcast. This one you probably would like. It's uh, called Death on the Wing. Uh, it's from the one of the producers of Succession. He's telling the story, and it's about basketball wings, Lynn Bias. Um, I can't think of the other three, but it's four episodes of guys that passed during the NBA era and, like, what led to their passing. One of them was uh, the dude Benji. Lynn Bias, and it was another one was guns, one was cocaine, and one was another reason why they died. And he kind of dives into the surroundings, things about that. It's really good. Yeah. I listened to the first four episodes of that. So if it's in the podcast world, it's called Death on the Wing. Uh, next was a TV show called, I believe it's Sasquatch. But his, his investigative reporter is investigating a story that he heard in 93 in Northern California about three men being killed by um, Bigfoot on a marijuana plant on a marijuana farm. <laughs> it's really funny. I'm about three episodes in on that. And the last is for Atlanta locals. Have you been to Hal's? Have you heard of Hal's H-A-L-S Steakhouse? Are you a, steak, you a steak fan? Yeah, I'm here for that. They supposedly have the best steak in Atlanta. Uh, that's their whole shtick. Of course, me being the eyeball that I am went and I ordered the veal. You eat veal? Absolutely not. Do you know what it is? No. no. Exactly. <laughs> when I tell you it's top three best things I ever ate in my life, I am not exaggerating. Go to Hal's, come to Atlanta just for it, and order the veal. What that the shit fuck was is that, fucking though? amazing. What is it's it? A, a baby cow. Ah, okay. okay. Listen, this ain't number beef, but it I don't know if it was how they cooked it or what, but that shit was fucking that shit melted in my mouth. Going Pause. to man, Jesus. Going, <laughs> going to uh the home of the best steak of all time and ordering something else is nuts. Number one. Well, Veal is just a cut of cow. This is a young cow. This ain't steak, but they made this like a, a roast and like cooked it for up. Man, that shit was fucking amazing. I might do, I might Go to Hell Steakhouse, dude. Next week or the next time you're able to make reservations because you're going to have to wait if you don't uh, call Hell Steakhouse and go there tomorrow. That shit was fire. My face card good. I don't really have to wait nowhere. That shit crazy. Yeah, they're not going to let you in. That's going to happen. Even me. Even Spike. Listen, old Spike Lou. We're happy to have you, man. You got to wait. Oh, even me. Um, I'm going to keep mine short, straight to the point. Putting on this Friday. Mortal fucking combat. Let's go. I've been waiting my life for this shit. I can't wait. Rated R, Mortal Kombat. I'm a little worried though, because they keep showing like these teasers and these these featurettes and these behind the scenes. And anytime people do all this leading up to it, that means they're trying to put a little extra sauce on something that really speaks for itself. Stop teasing me. Like, stop trying to make up for this movie possibly being some slob by giving me this bonus shit leading up to... I don't need the first seven minutes, something. I don't need all that. I don't need, just drop the fucking movie and let that shit be fire. It looks dope. I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. If anybody wants to get that Supreme Mortal Kombat 2 arcade machine for your boy, I won't be mad. I'm, I can't wait to watch this shit on Friday. Can't wait. I might go to the theater to see awesome. it at IMAX. Are you going to the theater or are you watching it at home? I might go to... I might go IMAX. Maybe. Then you may go Thursday night or you gonna watch it when it drops at 12. 
No, I go on like on the weekend or something. Oh. I go on the weekend. That first Mortal Kombat was arguably the worst movie ever made. No, the first Mortal Kombat was, was actually pretty good. It was the second one that was terrible. Oh, okay, that was the one. Because I walked in the barbershop this weekend and my barber was playing one of them and it was the worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah, part two is a, a zero. Part one was was doable. This may have been the second one, yeah. Yeah, but I'm here for this. I can't wait. I'm excited as fuck. I'm, I'm having a private screening. I'm watching it at the cribbo. IMAX theater, let's do it. I'm putting my immune immunity system to the test. Mm. We're gonna see. We're gonna see how we doing at AMC. Good luck, buddy. You better wear a hazmat suit. <laughs> hey man, all my Mortal Kombat fans, y'all holler at your boy on Instagram. Uh, hey, real quick, shout out to A Mom and Ye. I hit on these sneakers, and I'm so fucking excited about it. Big shout out to A Mom and Ye down here in Atlanta. They they did a sneaker release done right. I seen a lot of manual regular people hitting on them shoes. Salute to them for finally getting shit together because the sneaker game, if you haven't noticed, is fucking nuts right now. So salute to A Mama Ye. Super I seen dope. a nigga with a raffle on some Hirachis the other day. Is you see what true? I'm saying? Like that's real? That's real. You see what I'm saying? That's nuts. That's stupid. Um, make sure y'all hit us up, youtube.com slash realville, um, patreon.com slash realville. We got two brand new throwback uh, reviews coming this month. Uh, shout out to Fresher Than Your Average Podcast and Full Sport Press Podcast. Obviously, y'all support the real man. We appreciate everything. Absolutely. Catch that last episode of Snow School reviewing Snowfall FX series, the unofficial official podcast. Are we going live? What, what are we doing with that, man? I think we're going to go live, man. We're going to go live, let people see it and, and, and hear it and tap in, man. We're going to do some dope shit. There it is, man. Y'all be on the lookout, man. Tap in with us. Till the next time, man, we out.